Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thought, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 6, or overall Episode 15, and it is being recorded back-to-back with Episode 14, which means that for you guys it's been a week, and for us it's been 20 minutes. Yes. Um, hi, I'm Jade. I'm the incredibly angry about this topic one. You'll know what it is soon, and I'm also smart. <laughs> I'm Art, the cute one, who is very excited to hear Jade be angry about this. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. So, I'm not going to waste too much time because, like I said, I am very excited to hear Jade uh, tear into this topic. But, um, before we get to that, I have to do our social media plugs. I know that I technically did them like 10 seconds ago, but again, it's been a week for you guys. So, uh, if you are looking for us, you can find us at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram. We do our live show there every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Uh, we love talking to chat when people come by, so we would love to see you guys there. Uh, or you can check out our website, which is techthoughts.gay, and hopefully by now fixed. Yeah, hopefully. Again, we don't know. Uh, if one day, one day it'll work, and we'll throw a celebration party for it. Um, well, we're having a party. All right, cool. Uh, but now that we've gotten that out of the way, we can get into today's topic, which is, as we mentioned in the last episode, 10 seconds ago, right to repair. <sighs> right to repair. And Jade has a lot of feelings on this. Uh, not, to, not to say that I don't, but um, take it away. Cool, thanks. Uh, right to repair. It's uh, a term you've probably been hearing for at least a year now, so... 2019 you probably started hearing about it to 2020 this year for us um it's pretty straightforward right to repair is simply about um making it possible to to fix your things yourself uh and i'm saying it that vaguely because of all of the uh the nuance behind that but we'll get to why it's an important matter currently yeah, as we've alluded to in previous episodes, uh, mostly when talking about Apple and also been talking about planned obsolescence, um, certain um, methods of construction uh, are sort of actively anti-repair. And we're going to touch on those again this episode, but it is sort of a very big part of this movement um, that companies have been making concer- c- concentrated efforts to stop people from being able to fix their own things uh and that's not a good thing (laughs) yeah um as an example of a company that's making things really difficult and for a company that i love yelling about on this show we're gonna turn to apple because of course we are (sighs) go ahead oh he's so oh i'm so sorry that hurt (laughs) I've, i've started to become desensitized to it Really, really, you don't. You really shouldn't be. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. Not desensitized to the awful things Apple's doing. Desensitized to the pain I feel whenever I realize that, like, the company that I've chosen to give thousands of dollars to is shitty. That—that's what I mean. I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm desensitized. I'm desensitized to being personally offended about it. I, I, I no longer, I no longer feel the need to go to bat for Tim Cook himself. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um. So on that note, uh, Apple. Beginning with the uh, the iPhone Seven, the uh, the first iPhone without a headphone jack, which we've mentioned in a previous episode, point obsolescence. You should check out. Um, starting with the iPhone Seven, 
um, Apple made it impossible to replace the the home button on your iPhone. Mm. Um, the the wonderful thing you need to not wake it from sleep, mind you, but you know the thing that contains the fingerprint sensor um, is like the main hub because that's what you do with iPhones, right? You press the home button and you go back to the front. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. Uh, it wouldn't suck if you couldn't do that anymore. Well, you can't if you break it. Every iPhone past the iPhone 7 has their home buttons paired to the device. And by the device, I mean the uh, the motherboard, um, which is just most of the device. Yeah. And if, yeah, if you don't know what a motherboard is, it's just like most of the components of your whatever you're running, honestly, um, are contained on it. Um, so, yeah, um, if you replace the home button on a iPhone 7 or later, um, touch ID functionality gets cut from your device straight. And there isn't a way to fix that. If you bring it to the 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 only people who can repair it um, are uh, Apple and the uh, the the not the Genius Bar, mind you, but whatever like background text they really have. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they probably won't even fix it. They'll probably just give you a new device. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Um, and this applies also to Apple authorized repair centers. Believe it or not, um, even if they're licensed by Apple, they can't do that repair for you. Um, seriously yeah yikes yeah they'll have to redirect you um well i'll get into the why later but the 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 very short gist of it is just that apple does not provide their their authorized like repair partners with everything they really need to fix their devices but we'll get to that um and like and like that sucks and like cutting fingerprint functionality from your phone just because you cracked it and it broke and you needed it fixed is ridiculous and replacing the whole phone for that one part is is also ridiculous there are a lot of parts like that that you have to replace the whole phone for that can't be fixed actually it's not just the home button weirdly enough um i took my mother's iphone 7 to the genius bar because one of the volume buttons is broken and Mm -hmm. they won't fix them basically if anything on like the external housing of the phone other than the screen is damaged you have to get a new phone yeah apple apple really doesn't like repair and we'll get to why later um but yes there are a lot of uh also it uh volume buttons aren't paired to be fair they're pretty basic they're just actuators they're just lazy oh no 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 um, no, no, no i wasn't i wasn't trying to claim that they were paired that they were paired paired in the same way that the home button was i was just trying to point out that Things that should be an easy fix are not getting fixed. That that that's what that's what I'm trying to make clear. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, um, which is why third-party repair places exist. But um, before we get to that, of course, uh, more things to yell at Apple about the True Tone functionality in iPhones. Um, whatever adjusts the brightness and color for your environments on on your iPhone, um, so your screen always looks okay. Mm-hmm. If you replace the screen on your device because you cracked it from anyone but Apple, again, um, you lose True Tone functionality. And in fact, your your iPhone will complain to you um, that your screen is not genuine and you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or to know on those lines. <laughs> Mind you, you, you can replace the screen and restore True Tone functionality, um, but you need to, uh, because your screen is paired to your device, um, you need to reprogram the the id that the screen is giving off to match your old one if you do that with a with a tool that is probably in a very gray area uh in the land of legality um you will restore true tone there's really no problem with it proving it's not like a it is in no way a hardware limitation from getting a low quality screen 
more than it is just Apple saying, no, how dare you go anywhere else? Yeah. Yeah. Which there's like so much, like there's just an absurd amount of audacity in Apple, like trying to be like, oh, like how dare you, how dare you, how dare you purchase, like how dare, how dare you get repairs from anyone other than us, considering the absurd amount that they upcharge for repairs. Um, yeah. Like the Genius Bar has been proven, like there's video of Genius Bar geniuses like overcharging people. I love calling them geniuses. They're not. Well, yeah, but like, 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 like they overcharge people. Like this is proven, and also like, just some of the like repair quotes. Like, I cracked the screen on my Apple Watch Series Three two months ago. Um, and obviously I don't have Apple Care for it because it was a Series Three that I bought used, and the repair cost for it was three hundred dollars. That is the cost of a new watch, basically. Yeah. Um. And again, it's very much to push you towards purchasing new devices. If you would like a more blatant example of Apple in particular, at least just screwing every, their, their consumers over for money, look no further than the iPhone 6. Um, and the controversy around the iPhone 6 was that it bent quite easily um, in, a, in a an event known as Bendgate. Um, and that might trigger some memory there. Um, as it turns out... <laughs> Apple knew that the iPhone 6 series was far more likely to bend than its its, its predecessor um, before release. And they still released it. And then they gaslit their customers into believing that they were the ones messing Doing up. things wrong. Yeah. And then having the audacity to charge them, what, 150 bucks to replace their phone? It's like, oh yeah, you know, this can happen. You can get a new one if you pay us a lot of money for our manufacturing defects. Do you want a funny story, actually? Let's hear it. Well, yeah, because like, you'd think, you'd think like, oh, the iPhone 6, but that was like 800 years ago in the time of the dinosaurs. Um, That's not the only Apple product that bends. The iPad Pros do that. Yeah, no, the, the iPad Pros... And, um, this, uh, Jerry Rig Everything, is that what he's called? Um, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah Jerry Rig Everything, um, the, uh, does teardowns of, of devices, and, like, the reason that the iPad Pro bends is a, is a hardware reason. It, it, it has to do with the design of it. Um, it's yeah. because it has a little microphone hole right in the middle of it that's just, like, completely compromises the structural integrity of it. And they mm-hmm. bend, and Apple knows that, and it's the same thing. I th- I I think I, I wasn't a- I wasn't aware of the iPhone six when it was happening, but I assume it's it's very similar to the iPhone six where they just go, no, like that's not a widespread problem. Uh, it's not really happening. Did you sit on it? Did you drop it? Did you put it like like like? Are you sure? Are you are you are you are you uh, are you sure it didn't like get bent in your bag or something? Like it, it's immediate, just blaming the consumer. I know stories of uh, Apple geniuses who genuinely feel like bad about this because they're not like a lot of a lot of the people who work at the Genius Bar aren't scummy people. And like I've 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 heard stories of uh, like Genius Bar employees who feel so bad about people coming into the store with like bent uh, bent iPads that they will file like the problem with the ipad as being something that qualifies it for like a free replacement so that they can replace the ipad for you because they know that like it being bent won't be a reason for a replace so they'll say like they'll, they'll make up some 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 excuse like wi-fi problems or something like that just so that they can 
actually perform the replacement for customers. But they shouldn't have to do that. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, like, even if you argue that, like, in the case of Jerry Rig, everything, of course, like, he, he, he tries to bend the devices he's working on. Um, that kind of structural problem will affect it if you do anything else, like drop it or smaller events that you think wouldn't affect your your seemingly rigid device, um, causing it more damage than you'd expect. People's iPad Pros have been. There are people who I know who have had their iPads in a case since day one, and the iPad has bent inside of the case. I wonder if that's part of the reason the Magic Keyboard is so rigid. Oh, dang. That's right? honestly a fair theory. But yeah, but, but, but then it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous that it's like, their solution is like, we will not acknowledge that this is happening, but we will sell you a $300 accessory that might prevent it from happening. Might, might, might. I hope your Autotech one is doing good. Mine, mine's, mine's, uh, so, so my, my case is fine. My iPad is fine. I, I check it sometimes. I'm surprised it isn't bent, weirdly enough. Um, but I also, literally since the day I got it, it has been inside a case that then goes inside a sleeve. And that's how I carry it around because I bought it and i was like oh god forbid this thing bends yeah fair enough um and i could go on and on and on and on but i won't i won't i won't for the sake of for the sake of the podcast but i could go on and on and on about like apple's tendency to ignore widespread issues on their devices and pretend that it's not happening and pretend that it's the consumer who's done something wrong and then try to sell you a solution yeah I'll th- i'm gonna just spit in one more one more argument for that actually um that their their new keep their quote new keyboard fiasco where their newer uh butterfly what uh, the butterfly yeah switches the butterfly the butterfly was? switches yes yeah their the butterfly switches they had on their macbook was it pros yes um it was i think it was all the macbooks the airs and the pros that's fair um dust touch your butterfly switch keyboard broke yeah <laughs> that's how i'm gonna say that because it's that ridiculous um Apple never really admitted it. Oh, they did at some point. Well, they, they did. They did. They they so they so they basically they admitted it without admitting it. They were basically like cuz they 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 admitted it in the sense that they offered the repair program where it was basically like if you had a model, if you had a if you had a, a MacBook model that had the butterfly switches and the keyboard broke, um you could bring it in and they would fix it for free. Um so oh, oh good. So the problem will happen again. They also realized that it was a problem that was recurring and they changed back to the old switches so they they also did do that they didn't they didn't just insist on continuing to make them with the butterfly keyboard knowing that the butterfly keyboard was the problem um that i think that specific example fo- really falls into apple's whole like aesthetic over function thing um yeah. but yeah it it is it is still it is it is still admittedly even even though they fixed it even though they repaired people's computers and the newer computers the 16 inch macbook pro for example no longer have the butterfly switches it is still scummy yeah but let's move away from apple because they aren't the only problem do you remember uh warranty void if removed stickers and tags and such yes (laughs) yeah um obviously if you see that on something you own you would be absolutely scared out of your mind to to break that sticker or whatever because you don't want your warranty to be void um however here in the good old us of a and by good old i mean the shambling corpse of the of the good old us of a yeah that's a fair way to describe the state we're in 
no 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 the state we're in is much better than the than this country we're in sorry anyway um <laughs> go on that's a good one um here um the ftc the federal trade commission um has already said in 2018 that those stickers are illegal they uh manufacturers can't actually void your warranty if you open your own devices or try to repair them because as it stands currently it's not legal to void warranty if you want to fix your own things yeah although i think that there is something to be said for the damage that's been caused from people thinking that it is oh yes absolutely um i'm bringing it up as one of the many points that right to repair wants to address yeah of more course. than anything else yeah um and you know video co- game console manufacturers apple they they aren't the only ones with these problems medical equipment manufacturers do this um and especially now in the 2020 covid 19 pandemic or epidemic or whatever you want to call it this real bad time (laughs) hospital biomeds can barely do their jobs um there's a survey done by the u.s public interest uh, research group Um, i love saying that such a good title the u.s public interest research group um where um almost half of these repair techs um, were denied access to quote uh, critical repair information, parts, or service keys. And more than 90% said that they were denied the information for these criti- for critical equipment in the first place, including defibrillators, ventilators, anesthesia machines. Oh, so you know things people need to, like, survive. Yes, again, especially in this pandemic. Um, another 30% couldn't even get spare parts or, like, the information to install them or fix the, the machines in the first place. Yikes! Um, yeah, and especially now, that's just unacceptable. That's killing people. Like, 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 like. You can you can go a step further. Like, you can you can you can be brutally honest about it. That's killing people. That that's that's yeah. companies' greed. Yeah, no, com- that's that's corporate greed, literally killing people. Killing people. Yeah. Um, the manufacturers of these medical devices argue that their techs are better trained and whatever, but. There's never going to be enough of those techs. Exactly. And like, you're... if there's an emergency. Yeah, which is why we have biomeds in the first place. So let them do their jobs. So let them do their jobs. Um, yeah. If you take away the magic of how an x-ray machine works, then what's the point, right? No. It, it doesn't, but like, what is even... What's being lost there? What's the risk for like, medical equipment manufacturers to let, like, biomeds do their job. Uh, I'm assuming some of the concerns are um, if their machines kill someone because of improper repair, it may be on them. But, like, even then, you're acting like these biomeds aren't trying their damn best to do the job right, and... Also, if the machine doesn't get fixed at all, the person dies anyway, so... Yeah, and very strange things get put under the restricted spare parts category, like valves, which are kind of not a smart device in the slightest. Um, this just in valves are proprietary technology now. Like what the hell? Yeah, there is a um, there's actually a bit of a, a lovely movement on iFixit happening right now, where um, there are manuals for some medical equipment um, on it. Um, even though those companies are furious that they've gotten onto onto iFixit, um, 
Additionally, like there was, the, I will link the article, mm-hmm. um, but there was an instance of someone 3D printing replacement parts for like a ventilator. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, yes. And medical companies got mad. Of course they did. Of course they did. Because, you know, even when you're a medical company, you want money. You don't actually care about saving lives. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. And now for a second, let's just head back to Apple because they are a very shady company when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, according to Lewis Rossman, as someone who we really want on our show, especially for this episode, but, you know, a little late for that. Um, I still hope we can uh, we can do right by him in it, I guess. Oh, yes, of course. Um, if you want to be an official Apple certified warranty repair center, you know, have have the designation that people will trust you or whatever. Um all of the parts you use for your repairs have to be purchased from Apple, which gives them an inordinate amount of power in setting the prices for those parts. Um, making it impossible to, one, beat their prices at their own stores, um, and two, make it so it's it'll still be so exorbitantly expensive you're not going to want to do the repair in the first place. Um, because Apple doesn't sell piecemeal parts. Apple sells whole parts. So Apple won't give you um, schematics to repair devices the way Lewis Rossman would, as in board level repair. Um, if you want to replace a board on an Apple device, you have to replace the entire board. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's wasteful, is what that is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going. I was going to bring up the idea. No, yeah, I was just, just to the to the topic of waste because I was going to bring it up earlier with the um topic of uh the fact that they would rather give you like a whole new phone. As opposed to fixing like what like one part that's broken, um, yeah, the the amount of waste generated by this is, especially from Apple, who like tries to like champion their trade-in program as like this whole big like recycling thing, like, yikes. But but yeah. go on, yes. I'm assuming the issue with that is that because repair has been made so difficult in the first place, as in gluing together devices, as in having such tiny parts you can't really replace them, as in pairing parts to only the original phone or whatever, um, Apple would not make more money fixing things than giving you a new one. The time it takes, the, the, the time and labor to repair um, small boards like that is more than just replacing the device outright. And that's more of a systematic problem of just how we're so good at making things for cheap and then not knowing what to do with them afterwards. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think um, TVs are a really good example of that, actually. TVs um, are a fantastic example. I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I So I I there's a repair guy that I go to on Canal Street because he... Uh, I hope I hope I hope his business is still open because he's he's a great guy. Um, but there's a repair tech I go to on Canal Street uh, who um, I like him because he repairs Walkmans. He knows he knows he knows about cassettes and stuff like that. Um, and I'm a nerd. Um, uh, and I watched once uh, as he talked to a guy over the phone and basically explained to him that he does not fix TVs um, and that it is not worth it to fix TVs. And for the price that it would cost to fix a TV, you might as well just go and buy a new one. Yeah. I would argue TVs are one of those things that you can't really fix. Uh, I would I would argue what, that if what they're would being dis- what what go ahead. 
it's more like what would you do because like if you have a dead pixel on like a single substrate like you can't fix the pixel on the substrate. oh no 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 no! but i mean like the internals i'm not talking about like the, the i'm not talking oh, about like yes. screen level stuff i'm, I'm talking i'm talking the about electronics the yeah like the actual electronic part of it um just like the amount of the, the the electronic waste is really what i'm what i'm thinking about here because it's like if it's something you can't fix that's one thing but if it's something that it's just like companies have just collectively decided they're not going to fix because they would rather sell you sell you the new thing and make more of a profit it's ridiculous and this is every single corner of tech really so tvs monitors by extension phones computers what do Mm -hmm. you do with these things when you're done you throw them out yeah and then they end up in landfills yeah um so yeah we've been angry so what can we do in the U.S., um, right to repair has gained even bipartisan support. So honestly, contact your goddamn senators and tell them to do something. Um, Especially considering how rare it is for things to get bipartisan support these days. Yeah. Um, not not substantial, but some. Um, right to repair uh, as a law, as rules, um, would require companies to make their, quote, Parts, tools, and information available to consumers and repair shops to avoid people just chucking their stuff in the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, which would, one, make it so your phones and everything would last longer, and two, stop contributing to how much junk we have in landfills. So yeah, by hearkening back to our earlier episode in this arc about planned obsolescence, right to repair is how we combat planned obsolescence. Right. Um and if you think these rules are just unreasonable for manufacturers because they'll be cutting into their profits or whatever, the European Union's already doing this. Um, these rules are coming into effect in 2021. It's known as the EU Circular Economy Action Plan, and I will link it in our sources as always. Mm-hmm. So if you think it can't be done, stop pretending your country's perfect. Yeah, the US, this is just another thing the US is lagging behind on. Let's be fair. It's not like the U.S. is going anywhere forward at the current moment. It's still not an excuse. I think that that's honestly worse, not better. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. And on that note... <laughs> on that note, that is all the time we have for you guys today. If you want to watch the decline of the United States with us, uh, you can come watch our live show, uh, which is uh, at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram uh, at 8 p.m. ET every Friday home <laughs> yes uh we tend to get as angry on there as we get on this show so uh it's usually a pretty fun time uh and we would love to see you guys there we would also love to see you guys next week for our next episode which this is usually the part where we plug the next episode but i realize that we don't know what it's going to be yet so it'll be a fun surprise for all of us bye <laughs> bye <laughs>